Er, Hobbit, how long is it going to take for your colleagues to make the machine? <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you ask them? <laughs> uh, well, I've started but the stream, time but I haven't started the music week. yet. Uh, ah. So I shall start A nice the... warm opening. How are we doing? I'm good. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Move, <laughs> moving swiftly nice, on. Nice stilted opening. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we we got we got a whole bunch of interesting things in store for you today, and prior, prior to getting to the meat of the subject, a bit of Antarctica news. Not yeah. enough for a whole show in itself, but so one thing Hemi brought to my attention is Antarctica is turning green. New study finds. Is that because really of climate change? It's a really boring article. Yeah, basically, global warming means algae are now growing on the ice and it's turning it green. Boo the algae's, ter the algae's turning the fog frogs green. Yeah, so stop using your cars. Well, we already did that. You know, we're all we're all at home, so. What, what more do you want us to do? Oh, yeah. T stop using electricity as well. Yeah. Uh, go back yeah. to the dark go back. Go back to the dark ages. Um, heat, your ha heat your houses with burning wood. That was No, no, don't do, oh, don't do that. No, no. I mean, the, the new rules say you can't even burn wood or coal. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, so coal, well gonna, we, we've, never, we've, ne we've never approved of coal burning on this podcast, have we? No, no. So uh, we're gonna have to just we're gonna have to just um, starve and be in the dark and be cold and eat the uh, insects. Injuring... Well, yeah. If you can even get the insects to the shelves, mm. because there won't be any lorries. Lorries won't be allowed. And but meanwhile, China and India are going to carry on doing all the pollution they do. So, yeah, Antarctica's turning green because uh, you had two lights on in your house for like five seconds longer than what you should have feel very bad yeah we've got other antarctica news i've got an antarctica creepy pasta which if you're we not talking about it then i thought you were going to talk about the algae or is that not interesting well i did snow Global algae are a key component in the continent's ability to capture carbon dioxide from the atmosphere through photosynthesis are they making wow. are they making out that um uh, it seems like they're just that sounds like some real like pill pull of like, um, you know, the algae because there's too much carbon dioxide, the algae's growing. Well, it just sounds. Ugh, there's so, so much turn that, the story. Turn that light switch off, bigger, and walk everywhere. Yeah, it's just there's there's so much about which is bullshit. I I just didn't even want to cover it. I mean, 
Oh yes, we had another um, uh, Antarctica story before we get into the creepy pasta. Yeah, it is Antarctica science put on ice by the demonetized virus. Oh next no! Of, yeah, put on ice. Uh, next, yeah, it's been put on ice. Ugh. Oh, this is from the register. That's why it's got the ha ha article. Uh, so. Right. The novel Chingchonkov is yet to reach Antarctica's small human population. That's a strange term for it, isn't it? The novel thing. They never mm. said that when we had swine flu or, or the... Yeah, that um, wasn't a novelty, past. was it? Yeah, it was just Oh, that's like, it. Oh, no, the-, the, other, the other Antarctica story, scientists find evidence of a parallel universe. That's the one we wanted to talk about. Oh, it's in Antarctica? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Well, that's uh, more interesting than this story. A science, A science experiment... In Antarctica, may have discovered particles from a universe where time runs backwards. So, like, literally, somebody watched Red Dwarf and go and said, after too many joints, and said, "LOL, <laughs> LOL, I'll prove that really happened." Yeah. Oh, Penkus Khan in the chat saying, "Not the hecking bear, polar bearinos, aren't they in the northern or summer hemisphere?" I think it's penguins in the south, and it's polar bears in yeah. the north. Oh look! Although- oh look! Turn. Stop using your car. There's a sad polar bear on the telly. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got. I mean, also there's. Oh no, you your your advert. You've got that advert for that ridiculous game where you got a puzzle, but then you play the game, and the puzzle is not part of the game. I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> so, I mean, um... why can't trading standards do something about the state of mobile phone adverts? They really, oh yeah yeah. But sorry, just to say, if they were to introduce a, a colony of penguins in the northern hemisphere, yeah. I don't think the polar bears would mind. I think they quite like their new snacks. I thought polar bears couldn't eat penguins because they couldn't get the wrappers off. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm here all week. <laughs> yeah, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, right, so we're going to talk about this experiment in Antarctica. The idea we live in one of practically oh that's why you were talking about mobile games the kill the grub kill the goblin shit yeah now you see it yeah yeah i don't know that hit, but like you say it's nothing like i've never got to one of those bits i think i got to the, one of those bits once it's such a bait and switch yeah because that's what people want to play people want to play that game don't they yeah uh, the idea the idea that we live in one of practically limitless number of near-identical worlds is nothing new, having been proposed previously many times by physicists, including Hugh Everett, who in 1957 put forward his many-worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics. Everett's theory suggested there exists a potentially infinite number of parallel universes in which every possible permutation of history is played out. Is that one where Mark Collett's a really good politician? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. Nah. <laughs> so, or one, or one where Keith Woods isn't a commie. Um, so, so what if there existed a parallel universe in which time literally runs in the opposite direction? Incredibly, scientists working at the Antarctic, the Antarctic Impulsive Transient Antenna. It's called what a neater. And it, oh, there you go. Yeah, because it's like the Vatican having their own observatory, which is called Lucifer, and yeah. they really had to struggle to come up with like some scientific 
sounding name. Uh, which detects ultra-high energy cosmic ray neutrinos. Neutrinos, buddy, buddy, uh, may have actually found evidence that such a universe exists. So, low end, low end, do, you know, do you know even what any of this gar garbage means, Hobbit? Can you explain any of this to me? So what's a neutrino? Our neutrino is one of those particles which doesn't have mass or it's weakly interacting. Hang on. You know what? It's one of those cool sci-fi sounding things. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me see. Oh, according to Rational Wiki, it's conspiracy theory that the Vatican's got a, a, a Lucifer telescope. Of course. So, it is. And case, it's also a conspiracy yeah. theory. They've got a big statue of Moloch that they put up in the Colosseum as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. Fuck these guys. Oh, I see. So neutrino only interacts with weak subatomic force and gravity. Uh, so it's electrically neutral. Um, oh, and it was, they said it was thought to be zero, but now they're saying it has got some mass. All right. So it, in other words, it's a weakly interacting particle. I'm not sure if it's a weakly interacting massive particle because there was a, a thing a while ago about searching for wimps, weakly interacting mass, massive particles. Because <laughs> I thought it was, wasn't it photons they managed to send back in time or something? Is well, there was the something about um, teleporting photons and molecules. Um, so they, ha they have done a form of teleportation. I, d mm. I don't remember seeing much more than that. But um, So anyway, low-energy yeah, no, low neutrinos are able to pass through our planet without interacting with the solid matter. However, the same can't be said for high-energy particles, meaning that they are detected and are effectively coming down from outer space. In one instance, however, the Anita team detected heavy car particles coming up from the Earth, suggesting they could in fact be from a parallel universe where time runs backwards. So basically what they've done is they've found particles going the opposite way and then made up a story around it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't really sound that plausible, mm. which, considering what I'm going about to go into next... No, I'll tell you what, the creepypasta I'm going to go into... Is more plausible, but just briefly, we were going to talk about um, this this thing, Antarctic science being put on ice due to the Ching Chong cough. Uh, suffice to say, Corona uh, the virus means such visits are off the agenda for the summer of this year as well as next year, and that's the entirety of the story. Well, I mean, there's a bit which is sort of saying. Saz in the chat doesn't understand doesn't understand we do a warm opening with this show. Yeah, that's right. It's you know, we, we, we have a chat and then we get into the heart of the matter. I mean a lot of people they do their introductions and say this and that, but I'm this this to be is more is more fun because what you're doing, dear audience, is you are finding out stuff w along with us um about about things. But no, I want to get into the, the creepy pasta, which you'll find on the Telegram uh, chat. Uh, if you go to fourteen words, and I posted it um, oh, four days ago. It's a PNG file, so you can you can watch it there. So it starts off. This is from the X uh, board on four chan, 
He says, just to preface this, do you work for the government? No. Did you work for the government? Prove it. How can we validate this in any capacity? You can't. X being a shithole is the main reason I post because it's oddly cathartic to get the shit off of my head and off my back. Anyways, Union Glacier Camp has a series of underground tunnels leading to the pyramid. You've heard about the pyramids in Antarctica? Hemi, you've, sorry, you've seen, mate. You've... Sorry, mate. I was muted. Then. Oh, <laughs> oh, you you dealing with your dog? Yeah. Because your dog's been quite chatty today. I mean, he, yeah, he, he, he wants to get in. He knows it's about animal yeah. mutilation. Yeah, that's it. It's like, oh, I, I'm going to lend my considerable experience in this. <laughs> so... Well, he is a staffy, so yeah, probably, quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's pyramids in Antarctica. There's pyramids in every continent of uh, of Earth, and uh, there's one. There's this. Uh, research place. Yeah, I know because I've Gla seen Aliens versus Predator Hobbit. Oh, did they they feature it in there? Was it filmed on location? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you not seen Aliens versus Predator? That god awful film. Uh, I, I watched it once. I forgot it was. Yeah, that pyramid. was in that was in a pyramid in the Arctic, wasn't it? Or the Antarctic, one of the two. Oh yeah, the Antarctic. All right, fair enough. Um. Oh yeah. Oh, it was quite bad. It was yeah. I I I literally watched it once on a pirate and uh, never. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You 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 didn't really miss much. So anyway, series of underground tunnels leading to this pyramid. In some leaked photos, you can see like a port around the pyramid, but no landed planes or vehicles. That port is used for all-terrain vehicles when they're doing something to the outside of the pyramid. I don't know what. Oh, I assume soil and rocks. Are you reading mm -hmm. the chat? Flary Canary said. Dude created a mini nuclear blast in a lab and all the photons travelled backwards towards it. Hmm. Alright. Citation needed because I don't understand how photons can travel backwards. I mean, photons travel out from an object that emits them. So, I th this, this copy past is going to take a while, but bear with me, audience. It's worthwhile. Uh, yeah, so he says... Um, it looks like local Antarctic stone to me. Yeah, soil and rock samples. This is your basic defense installation, straight concrete tunnels, flanked by indicator lights the entire way down, security cameras and bulkhead doors every 5,000 feet or so. Leads to a staircase into the pyramid, but more on that later. There's a second military installation on Antarctica, obscured by Google Maps at the request of the powers that be. I can't allude to further, and that's where I may have been most of the time. If you've heard the whole... Well, wireless and mobile devices existed since the 70s. It just wasn't cost-effective. Then you get the gist of this. The entire base isn't cost-effective, and it is about 30 years ahead of the current technological field deployment. Next stage drones, predictive virtual intelligence, uploaded the black boxes of most field drones and fed their logistics, data and operator interaction, and mapped a dummy brain to it, letting it think enough to fulfill its job with mineral operator input are on hand, but never left standby when I was there. Not sure about lately. Prices and objects, so surface-to-air missile batteries, lol. And the radar they have can track a penguin fart from 100 miles away and tell you how it smells. So I can continue. What's a penguin fart continue. smell of? Tuna. Sprats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fishy. I know, it's, I, know it's yellow. I know it's yellow and smells of bananas. Do you have it? Shark infested custard? Monkey puke. Oh, no. 
Oh, okay. I was going to say what what's you know dangerous. That's that's shark infested custard. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he says at the military installation, we may have focused specifically on advanced robotics. Money can make any of those outside issues disappear. Our response time is good enough that we could put a drone and a missile up the ass of any individual coming up from any direction on the content. I assume that means continent. continent. Yeah, but he just puts in on continent. The content. <laughs> I mean, it's too bad all these geniuses don't know how to spell. I mean, it seems yeah. like dyslexia is a common theme. It's, a, it's almost like they're a spaz that, that makes stuff up on the internet. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, this story, I've, I still, there's, there's, there's glimmers of truth in it, which make me go, that could be real. Mm. Um, it was real in your mind. We know, yeah, we never wanted debris or contact on the land. So if it did occur, they put you in the ocean and let God sort out the rest. The robotics were created for the pyramid itself, which I'll get into. There's a lot of moving pieces here, so I'll stick to what I know. And if I drop terms absentmindedly, just tell me and I'll circle back around. So a bit of background on myself. I study robotics and kinesiology, um, specifically development of prosthetic limbs and adaptive technology for ease of life. I was more of an altruist before this but was recruited into a program to develop this understanding of robotic and human interaction. My dream way, way back in the day was full integration of prosthetics. So they put me on drone work at the installation. I dealt with repairs to the drones, decryption of data, and re-encrypted transmission of data out to our neck of the words and to the researchers. I got a smattering of information from the pyramids, but not as much as someone in them. The drones would sometimes come back heavily damaged, in which we would have to salvage what we could, or completely contaminated, requiring us to get into its black box. Oh, he writes it's with an apostrophe, so it is. Full, in full hazmat suits and trying to figure out what the fuck happened when they weren't telling us the hows or whys. The team is, of course, heavily monitored. Every aspect of our work is heavily monitored, so I couldn't dissect any of the data as much as I wanted to without something happening. You can interpret that however you want. I've been on X for a while, and I've seen a lot of Antarctica threads, but the one that was closest was about a drunk old man talking to his Freemason buddy about what's inside the pyramids. Using that as a jumping-off point, most of the footage from the drones was them rolling through halls and taking photos of the drawings or words on them. The written language isn't one I've ever saw before, and one that I never understood. There was a flow to it where it lapsed from logical letters into a sharp, elegant script, and sometimes hieroglyphics, all on the same chunk of wall. The photos I saw were depictions of the people involved with the pyramid, or part of Antarctica, before whatever happened, happened. Intermission, but I saw this and laughed. And there's a, a link to, well, it's just a PNG, so I can't click on the link. I didn't hear about this, but it doesn't surprise me. When I was rotating out, they had a bunch of younger greens and seals on security patrol. I assume that's the special forces and not like, uh, you know, seals what go oink oink. Stationed in the giant tunnel around the installation to keep us in line. And they were dumber than a sack of shit. Just couldn't help themselves. It's fuck boring if you're not involved. So the drawings on the wall would oftentimes show the people that ran the pyramid, or so I assume, and they were human but giants. They recorded all of their history on every inch of this motherfucker because they obviously... I hate Americans and their, their, their <laughs> profanity. 
They, they, they just they're so fucking vulgar. The bloody cunts. Yeah, it anyway. needs to be. It needs to be used uh, sparsely, doesn't it, for effect? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like pepper. You you don't want to sort and pepper every single sentence with it. Exactly. Uh, it should be have, should yeah. be used to really like. Em- it's to you should be used to emphasize a point, shouldn't it? Yeah, bloody colonials. Uh, they obviously understood that things can be lost to cataclysm. No paper, no real material, just hidden things and shit on the walls. The specific area I want to touch on is their conveying of medical information. They went into a great amount of detail on the heart and believed that is with the soul. Oh, sorry. And believed that the soul may have resided within. Assumption, they depict the heart with an orb in the center, some sort of stone that the heart grew around. They focused on the tissue, on the flow of blood, and how it regulated their bodies. Like I said before, it was hard to understand, but the heart I saw was beautiful. <laughs> a rumpf. Multiple valves, multiple chambers. And tissue it must have been made out of to be dis- so efficient stunned me. I'm cobbling a lot of this together right now, but they had a huge growth cycle. I don't have enough space to go further. Continued. The growth cycle was depicted in photos, obviously. During infant, toddler, and child years, a human stand of like zero to eight years old, they could pass a human. They tend to be sickly, so the mothers would care for them daily. What, like, as opposed to non-human mothers? I believe this is because the, the systems were still developed. The problem with the, this, these creepy passages, I mean, I am interested in them, but the people that do them are real, like, spurgs, and these, like... Yes, they the mothers would care for them daily, unlike human interaction, where that doesn't happen. Yes, uh, uh, we don't have yeah. human interaction, do we? No, no, my, my mother didn't care for me daily. I and it so it says I believe this daily care is because their systems were still developing and turning them into whatever they become. This actually makes me think this is an unnatural or influenced evolution. When they get out of their child years, they begin to grow rapidly in their puberty phase. The bones begin to reinforce and grow. The rib cage begins to open up and allow for greater lung capacity and strength. There was an image that depicted the rib cage opening somewhat. Their floating ribs expanding out. The sternum was probably the size of a baseball bat and four times as wide. At this phase, they become healthier, but it still didn't work and instead became stronger. Actual applied lifestyle training regiments and organization within the group. Women tended to assume just a mother role and child fur from that, but had a different development. They had three extra muscles in their arms. God honest truth, I have no idea what for. It has to be in the text, but I just can't figure it out. History and anatomy of these people aside, the further you get into the pyramid, the worse it gets. It changes from this history of these people, gory of predictions of cataclysm. It seems to me they had a concept similar to the Vikings on Flimbut of great <laughs> winters and smoke. You know, some some stupid um, Norse word. Yeah, great winters and snowfall, extinguishing life and all that uh, detritus. He uh, uses the word shit again. Fucking Volkers colonial. Yeah, is this what happened to Antarctic to the Antarctic? Fuck if I know, I won't and can't know at this point. <coughs> Sorry, frog in my throat. <laughs> there was one drone that I was fond of because I built him out of reclaimed parts and was working with the virtual intelligence that I had spoken about before. I wanted to give him some sort of sentience, and I may have, for a bit. He got sent back in. 
So my pet drone went into the pyramid and made it to the second level. And now I'm realizing as I'm reading out this creepy passage, just how shit it is. But it seemed <laughs> interesting a week ago. To be honest, I'm, I, 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 I haven't I, listened to a word of it. <laughs> really... I, um, You're not right, selling so it to me. I can tell even you don't want to listen to it. Can, do you just want to do a TLDR? Because this is dying on its arse, this the, bit, man. The, 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 the TLDR is uh, pyramids full of booby traps. And he says shit and fuck a lot. And uh, he says he's working on prosthetics. And, oh, you've got total sensation in these prosthetics. They're like a, a normal, real limb. And, oh, the, the pyramids are spooky. So, so what are they doing? They're sending yeah. in army people who have lost they're, limbs they're with these special limbs on, special things they, they, on. Well, no, they, they had um, two volunteers from the army for an experimental prosthetic program. And when they were researching it, they... they uh, they found it. The prosthetics respond to uh, pain and other signals, just like your normal arm would. Uh, but the reason they send remote-controlled drones into the pyramid, which have got a degree of autonomy, is because there's sections where the radio waves can't get through. And <laughs> I missed the send I missed the joke from earlier. There was oxide and neutrino. <laughs> bam, 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 to the reload. <laughs> That's what this is. Yeah, yeah. That- <laughs> Oh, mate, I never really liked Garage that much. I always preferred drum and bass. Yeah, there was but... some Garage that was kind of okay, but it was generally crap, wasn't it? Well, especially um, that Bow Selector one. Really Went across the Bow Selector. Come on, Arkes. Let's get this <laughs> copypaster over and done with. Uh, yeah, they use the remote control drones because... Oh, I've done a uh, wee <laughs> I'm doing a wee with my nan. <laughs> oh, guess I need a new piss bag. This one's full up. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's the creepy pasture. And if you want to read it in its entirety, I suggest you don't. Yeah. Then you can go onto the fourteen words you can Telegram go, group. You can go there and you can go there and read it, but I suggest you don't. <laughs> no. Not only are they, uh, not not only is it full of swear words, but it's got spelling inconsistencies, Dad. <laughs> you can, you, maybe, maybe it's one for just before bedtime to help you drift off. Maybe. I mean, to, in my defence, it seemed better at the time, and I thought, well, we got a bunch of anti- other Antarctica stories today. So, were you blazing yeah. some ganja at the time? That's the only time I would think that that would make a good idea. Do you know, I've been thinking of like a right opportunity this week to do that. And every single time it's just like, I'd rather get some shit done. Yeah. Uh, so I have been, I want to say, yeah, I've been sober. But I Johnny, have to, uh, aside, should we do some more unexplained mysteries? Because I want to talk about the, the iridescent Elvis worms discovered on seafloor. They're on the second, um, on the second page of unexplained mysteries. Well, whilst you do that, I'm just going to say, Craig, David... Ball selector, hello, Craig David. Do you do you think um, Avid Marion destroyed Craig David's career? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what really annoyed me about him is he went on to do his like other persona, Keith. Keith oh Lemon. God, that Keith Lemon is awful, isn't it? And then he, he you know, like. Uh, ITV have got this like Midas touch, except what they turn turns into media uh, mediocrity and shit. Mm. Like uh, when Harry Hill moved from Channel Four to ITV, it was just like 
we need you to do a really dumb show called TV Burst. Oh, actually, I, no, 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 right. no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not letting you slag Burp off. I used to love TV Burp. Did you see Kay was on t- uh, TV Burp? Yeah, but I didn't know who she was, did I, at the time? <laughs> no, no. Uh, but the and, thing uh, is, I mean... And, both... and, uh, don't you remember when he used to do... Uh, what's her name? She used to chase the sausage around. Do you remember? <laughs> Ever from EastEnders. Oh, God. Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, you, you got shows like that, and then you had shows like Bo Selector, which was genuinely funny. Yeah. Um. And then, then he went on. It's like no. I'm Ozzy says do he stuff. doesn't like that picture because it was when he looked like Amphia Turner in the eighties. In the eighties, Mimins was kicking up. Pong. Look, can you see me growler? Can you see me growler? I quite like he'd do an interview with like various women he fancied as the teddy bear. He's like, oh no, my tail's popping out. <laughs> Yeah, how did he oh, go from that to, that to Keith Lemon? I mean, that Keith Lemon is desperately a... unfunny. Well, that's it. And then it's just like, for whatever reason, ITV was just, the, the, the program execs were just like, oh, he's just like Canton Deck. Let's let's have him on then. Yeah. Speaking of which, what are, what is ITV going to do with Anton Deck retire? Are they just going to be like, well, we're finished now, so uh, that's it. Yeah, I think uh, that'll be the end of TV yeah. when they when they go. Yeah, Channel 4 will then become Channel 3, and Channel 5 will have to become Channel 4. Fucking hell, Patsy. I'm gutted. All my DVDs are packed up. I'm ready for this fucking thing. This fucking house movie. I once lived with a girl that I've got, I've, went got to to, I've got Series 1 and 2 on DVD of Bo Selector. Oh, that, that, they're the they're the good ones. That's when he had Craig from um, Big Brother locked up in his under yeah. his under his <laughs> under his bee. I'm, I'm, I like I, I've, think... I've met Craig from Big Brother. I bought some trousers off him. Really? Yeah, I went to a, I went to a um, uh, it's like a building built. It's like a builders and electrical type um, convention type thing. I went there, bought, yeah, I some, bought some work. He was he was on one of the works. He was on one of the work trouser sections. I bought some trousers off him. <laughs> I thought he was a builder. Yeah, he is. That's why he's selling work. That's why he was like the face of this work, this workwear company. Oh, okay. And so because oh, it, because it was like a special event type thing, then he was doing. He was he was helping out. So actually, so I bought some tr- bought some trousers off, <laughs> off of him. Well. My dad once, uh, we'll be doing celebrity appearances, minor celebrity appearances. You know the guy on Safe Style? He goes, I say, you buy one, you get one free. Yeah. You buy yeah. one, you get one free. Yeah, my dad rang them up and uh, it's like, uh, all right, Safe Style, what do you want? So like, yeah, I want some windows. And it's like, hey, you the guy from the advert? It's like, we doing this or what? Oh, yeah, I definitely want to buy some windows. I just like the advert. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sandwich Bar says Craig David's a 4 by 2 I'd have never guessed. Quite possibly. Um, yeah, yeah. Seems right. Yeah. Scary spice, you bastards, yeah. You bastards. You fucking bastard. The... <laughs> oh, I'm living with Patsy Kenzie, my new roommate. Maybe we'll have a les off together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, I forgot about half of those characters. 
Uh, I quite liked his one he did a Marilyn Man. Was it Marilyn Manson? Yeah, I think it was. And it was doing like a, a show through the keyhole with, with Marilyn Manson. Yeah. It's like uh it, it is exploring celebrity homes together. It was it was quite good. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. Uh, yeah, pro- all, do you remember the Christmas need- single, Proper Crimbo? I liked Proper Crimbo. That song yeah. made me happy. That was a good song. Yeah. So, so, you might so now we've talked about Bo Selector in the middle of a paranormal program. <laughs> well. Research, research of, of, researchers have identified four species of bizarre deep sea worm that have been named after Elvis Presley. When they found them, were they all shook up? <laughs> <laughs> In a new paper, scientists from the University of California and CNRS Sorbonne University have described in detail four distinct species of what are commonly known as scale worms. Found Ooh. found three thousand. Don't 000... scale my blue shoes. Yeah, don't stand on my scale worm shoes. Don't sliver on my blue suede shoes. Yeah. Uh, found 3,000 feet beneath the o- ocean surface, these pe- pe- peculiar creatures tend to congregate around whale carcasses and other organic matter. However, the researchers were able to use a remote-operated vehicle to collect and retrieve live specimens so they could be observed in a lab- laboratory setting. Uh, wouldn't that have some sort of, like... Aren't they designed for, like, high-pressure environments? What, the worms? Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, bring them up, see what happens. See if they explode or not. Yeah, stick them in a the microwave, see if they explode. Yeah. So although although each of the four species were assigned an official scientific name, the worms have been collectively referred to as Elvis worms due to their iridescent plated covered shells, which bear a resemblance to the sequin jumpsuits worn by singer Elvis Presley. Uh, biggest so mystery... Just poke them with the scalpel. Yeah, the biggest poking with a stick, cocktail stick, don't you? Yeah. The biggest mystery, however, is exactly why the worms need, need such striking shells in the first place. They live so deep down that everything is pitch black, and the worms themselves have no eyes, meaning there's no way they can actually see each other. None of the other wildlife are that deaf. We'll be able to see their colour, colored, colorful, colorful iridescent shells either. As things stand, scientists have yet to come up with an explanation. Well, I've got an explanation. God did it. There, yeah. moving on. Oh, hey, uh, Forza in the chat, he says, do these life forms have suspicious minds? Oh, dear. Oh, uh, really? What? Oh, the, the chat are interested in celebrities that are been bluish. <laughs> and Paul K, you know Dennis Penis? Yeah. Yeah, uh, not surprised. Oh, adopted. Adop- I thought he actually was adopted. Yeah. Well, he is ginger. Uh, I think he said that wrong. I think it shouldn't be. Elvis had uh, foreskin shoes, shouldn't it? Oh, for- foreskin shoes. I mean, there's blue suede shoes, but I'm, I'm yeah. not. I'm not following. Did you know Elvis is, was is a the- Roman chill gypsy? He was a gypo. Yeah. Really? I know there's a bloke down the chip shop swears he's Elvis. (laughs) Although he's a liar and I'm not sure about you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Kirsty with Cole, gone but not forgotten. Ah, yeah. 
Uh, did you did you want to talk some bollocks now, Hobbit? Did men evolve beards to help absorb punches? No. Moving on. <laughs> so so what are the what, what bollocks are they saying about? Oh, your beards make a really good armor. I don't know. Is, I, is, is it something to do with the urge to want to punch punch a, a hipster? Is that is that what it is? I mean, for the same reason, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's why you've got pubes, because it protects your bollocks. I was like, no, it doesn't. I suppose you couldn't, you couldn't actually chin someone. You couldn't, like, accurately chin someone if they've got a massive beard, could they? Beard, could they? Yeah, but you, you can grab hold of the beard, so you, yeah. you can grapple with them more easily. Well, you can grab hold of the beard and then punch them in the eye or the nose, can't you? According to a new study, yeah. a full beard can help diffuse the blow of a strong punch and could have offered a basic level of protection for males... Fighting, oh, excuse me, fighting one another. Did you have a big meal as well? Uh, no, I've just had a long day. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I I had a really big meal. I, I I I I made a very very nice gammon. Oh, they actually the, there's a there's a there's an associated scientific experiment, Hobbit, to test this idea. Researchers created an analog of a human jaw with beard hair, then dropped weights on it to see how much of a difference. <laughs> They're actually made to damage inflicted. I mean, to me, this just sort of sounds like somebody's like, oh, I need to do something for a dissertation. I know beard hair is being like a combat advantage. And obviously it's some sort of specky twat who's never been into a fight before and doesn't realise that if you have a beard, you're at a disadvantage. Yeah. So it's just... It's it's bullshit. I mean, it's simple. You get beards so that when you're cold, you've got a beard. Did you want to do the revisited, the mystery of the A333 ghost crash? That's a joke, Hobbit. Which is not as fun as the A111 one. <laughs> it's the A3, not the A333. I was making a joke. Actually, it is quite it's funny because like it's, it's near Burpham. <laughs> what the fuck? Just, just in case the chat's wondering about this, there's a guy called John Shuttleworth, also used to be called Jilted John, and uh, he did a song called Having Fun on the A1111, which is like the A1, but four times as fun. Yeah. Mm. Right, a child sighting of a car accident by a member of the public spawned an urban legend that endures to this day. Britain's roads and motorways are certainly no stranger to tales of the unexplained, with stories of phantom hitchhikers and tormented apparitions being commonplace among stretches of road. Or oh, some of those phantom hitchhiker stories are shit you up don't they you ever seen the mm. you ever read that one about the bloke picks up some bird and gives her a lift she says oh you can just drop me just here and it was the cemetery and then she did and then she got out and then she disappeared as he pulled up to the cemetery yeah i mean of all places for a ghost to be picked off it's just like oh yeah can you take me back to the cemetery please yeah oh um, hmm. oh, that's so one of the most peculiar such sightings occurred on December the 11th, 2002, when a member of the public called the police to report a car accident. A vehicle had been seen losing control and leaving the road on the A3 near the emergency slip road at Burpub. <sighs> Sleepy episode tonight. Uh, when police arrived at the scene, they were initially unable to find any sign of a crash. However, it didn't take them long to discover a Vauxhall Axter in a ditch nearby, obscured by the undergrowth. Disturbingly, the remains of the distraught driver were also discovered at the scene. What made the tragic discovery all the stranger have was the fact the car and the victim had been seemingly lying there and discovered for over five months. The deceased turned out to be a man wanted for a robbery that had taken in place July of that year. 
So if the crash had occurred five months before, how did the witness see the car leaving the road? Could they have witnessed the ghostly replay of the accident? To this day, no definitive explanation has ever been found. Hmm. Oh, just to answer my life in the chat, uh, the gammon I did uh, was um, with with mashed potato, and that was it. No, I had I baked beans as well. Yeah, uh, I can't beat some good, beans. good stuff. Can't beat some yeah. baked haricot beans, can you? Oh yes, the haricot blanc. Is is a story. Yeah, here's a story I'm reading. It's called U.S. Navy Patents Tech. To create plasma UFOs, except it's not plasma UFOs. It's um, let's put it in in uh, in the uh, resources because that's why I was last in. Right there we go. So it, the long and short of it is uh, the U.S. Navy are going to create phantom aircraft with plasma, which were going to fall um, heat-seeking missiles. And the thing is, you don't even need to... It's not creating, like, an image of, like, oh, yeah, here's a silhouette of an aircraft in rendered in plasma. It's just mm. a case of, here's a ball of plasma, and the heat-seeking things oh, are going to go Oh, God, can you imagine it. all the UFO sightings with all that ball lightning floating about? Well, it literally will be ball lightning, because <laughs> previously to that, um, planes would use magnesium flares. Um, they, they tend to use them when taking off and landing. Uh, because that's when they're most vulnerable to SAM attack. And yeah. uh, it's when they're Surface going slow. Missile, the... Hobbit, for those yeah, that's it. It's when, they, it's when they're close to the surface and they're going slow. So that, that's why they, they deploy these magnesium flares, and the magnesium flares are hotter than the aircraft's engines. So the hope is that your heat sinker missile will go towards the flare rather than the aircraft. So this, this new... Um, this new uh, thing is just a, an electronic form of that, which not much to say about, really. Um, yeah, just being able to make plasma balls. My life is saying, is Beano now a forgotten cultural anomaly? Is he talking about Cheese Beano, or is he talking about the Beano, the comic? Where? Beano? Oh, I'm just, yeah, I'm Beano's, looking at the... Beano's also a, a jolly, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, you yeah. learn something every day. Yeah, Beano's on yeah. Jolly. You know, someone goes, someone's going on a Beano. I've seen that's why mm. the Beano is called the Beano. Oh, I didn't know that. No, yeah. I did not Did not know that at all. Hey, uh, this would have been better on the UFO episode, but we might as well do it before we get into the uh, meat of the matter. Oh, I wanted, to talk, I wanted to talk about uh, Elon Musk becoming a Bond villain. <laughs> oh, just... yes. Yeah, do that one. Musk will need 10,000 nukes to terraform Mars. Uh, the SpaceX SpaceX CEO has responded to the claim that his plans to terraform the red planet are largely impractical. They, they find it's, it's, it's funny that like most politicians now are kind of following like 1984 and V for Vendetta. Um, it, it, appears, it appears Elon Musk is following Moonraker. <laughs> I just, I'd like to sort of think it was like, Yes, give me these nukes. Ah, now I've got these nukes, and I've got them pointed at Earth. But we don't need to terraform Earth. I'm not going to use them to terraform Earth. I'm going to be friends with them. Aha! <laughs> oh, so, a, a proper Bond villain. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? I, I, I mean, I could, I could just imagine, like, there would be a system in the future where companies like Disney 
and Netflix will have their own nuclear weapons <laughs> because they, they're private corporations that can do whatever How they want. This? I right? mean, has Elon Musk been watching um, uh, what's it, Total Recall? Well, the idea of turning the hostile atmosphere of Mars into a habitable environment for humans, a process known as terraform, is nothing new. Elon Musk raised eyebrows back in 2015 when he suggested the most effective way to accomplish such a feat would be to drop thermonuclear weapons at the planet's polar regions in an effect to warm up the atmosphere. I mean, yeah, you can do that, but the other thing as well is you need to import vast amounts of water into it because as far as we know, there isn't much water on Mars at all. Can't they, so can't you, they just you, have like big ice cubes ready with like heaters to stick in them that could be set off by one man putting his hand on it? Well, I, I was going to say... <laughs> yeah, you do that effectively. You, you've got to go out and capture comets to yeah. to fling towards Mars. Yeah. Well, I, I think the, the idea of terraforming a planet which has one further gravity of her own and doesn't get much sunlight, it just is impractical. Terraforming Venus, whilst it would have um, the same gravity as ours, that's impractical too because of it, the way it has its day-night cycle, which is like a year long. Um, I think, that really, if we're going to talk about like uh, off-planet uh, habitations, an O'Neill cylinder like Babylon 5, that's what we've got to look into, because oh, there wow. you've got... Well, you've seen Babylon 5, right? You, you, an O'Neill yeah. cylinder is, is, an, is a space habitat, and it rotates around, and they figured out the, the minimum size it has to be so that you can have uh, like um, the same, like the amount of rotations you can have per minute, or rotations per hour, I should say. Where if you do it more than this amount, people know they're spinning around and it's quite disconcerting. But you do it less than that amount, and people don't notice that they're spinning in an object, and it just feels like normal gravity. So you you've got to spin it slowly, and in order for it to be one Earth gravity, it's got to be a certain size around. Well, if you make a cylinder like that, and assuming you've got, well, you could do it solar power, but really you want fusion power for these things. You've got yourself an artificial uh, habitat, and you don't need to bring up material from planets. You can just mine them from asteroids to, to do it so that you don't have to waste all that fuel getting out for the gravity pull of even a small planet like the moon. So that's what we got to be going. I mean, this idea of terraforming Mars, it just sounds like bollocks to me. I mean, anyone that lives on Mars will never be able to come to Earth. The gravity is just too too much. And I reckon it will probably cause problems which we, people can't foresee because we don't know what the effects of living in one further gravity of our own is. Although, one of the first science that you ever read, John Carpenter. Not John Carpenter, John Carter? John Carter, no, I haven't actually. I've seen the film, but I haven't read the uh, book. He basically gets superpowers because he's got super Earth strength and he goes on Mars. It's like, oh, I weigh a third of what I do. So he's just leaping about and running and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So at least one one bit of science fiction seems to have acknowledged the fact that people on these places will be leaping around. It wasn't like the original Superman was quite like that, wasn't he? Because he never he didn't fly at the start, did he? He could leap tall buildings in a single bound, couldn't he? And he had greater oh, strength, it? and he had greater strength as well. So I think possibly, well, um, John Carter predates this by a very, very long time. So I assume they just 
borrowed the same thing for um, Superman, didn't they? And then they decided that he's going to have X-ray eyes with laser beams, and he can also fly. Yeah, and uh, for some reason, he's he's got a cover job as a journalist, to where nobody can know that actually secretly he's part of the chosen few and attends uh, Krypton Synagogue. Oh wait, no, I'm getting this confused. With somebody else. <laughs> Uh, I don't know yeah. if I'm fancy uh, make mutilation. Should we just carry on finding stories? Because we've got, well, got there's quite a few to get through, aren't there? Yeah, I mean the thing is with mutilations, it's just I can say one bit of creepy pasta I read years ago. Um, it was about it was one of those UFO things, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was somebody talking. Oh, it was a book I bought. Yeah, the guy seemed quite credible, so I bought his book, and he said um, they they they. They uh, analyze people for ESP in these armed forces, and if they've got the right sort of sensitivity, they can get them. They put them into the special programs. I mean, it happened to my granddad. He has ESP was helpful in working on the uh, the early radar systems, the chain home uh, ones, as it was. And uh, uh, you've got this thing called noise. Oh, anyway, I don't want to get into it, but basically, he could see. Uh, signals in the noise, whereas now you use computers to do that sort of thing. Um, so this guy, he uh, was working in this uh, extraterrestrial, he says extraterrestrial communication program, as he was able to receive the information in his head, and then he'd write it out. And he'd say with the grains that they, they weren't they weren't human, he says they were more machine-like than a, a living being. And he said, so many of the reports that he was doing was just about them doing cattle mutilations, that they've sliced up yet another cow, and here's another report. And he was just like, oh, not another one. And it was always just like the same sort of thing. It's just like, how many cows do they need to carve up before they figure out, like, yeah, this is a cow, this is what its innards are, and these are the good bits to eat. So, Yeah. I found one here, secret tunnel discovered under train station. Uh, oh, call Adam. Yeah, I thought, Adam, I thought, I'd, do, I thought I'd do, do some for Adam. Archaeologists have unearthed a mysterious 19th century tunnel hidden beneath the station in Denmark. The passageway, which was found underneath, underneath Osterport Station in Copenhagen, is a square sh- is square shaped and measured three foot wide, three foot tall, barely enough, barely enough for someone to squeeze through. Held together with wooden beams, the tunnel appears to pass under what was once Copenhagen's defence rampart, suggesting it may have been an escape passage. Uh, when you find such a tunnel, it gives a rush to the body, said archaeologist Christ- Christian Andreas Flensborg. Uh, you ask how in- extensive these systems are, and, they are ma- and there are many more tunnels. So far, around 10 feet of tunnel has been excavated, however, it's thought to be much longer than that. The tunnel is seemingly cut off by the rampart at Oster- Osterport Station, but the other end continues under... Austin Banganard to Flensburg. We don't know if it turns or where it ends. It's a mystery. Hmm. The wood used to build the secret passageway came from a tree felled in 1874, according to new analysis. Interesting. Uh, do you want to do about the... D- DARPA requests large and... Large underground facilities, because you did that creepy pass the other week, didn't you? Oh, what about deep underground military bases or dumbs? Yeah. Oh, I, I want to. I'm I'm looking more in UFO news. Oh, Stashy's on like... Stashy's on Discord. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I've seen he's in the chat. So hi, Stash. 
Uh, uh, I should invite him into this. Uh, he says, uh, so Japan's defense minister, Taro Kono, has responded to the Pentagon's recent release of declassified UFO footage. Uh, so what do they do? He said, um, the Japanese government spoke out on the topic. UFOs were saying that no confirmation has been made of their existence. Well, that seems a bit dismissive. I mean, there's definitely the existence of objects which are in the sky and can't be explained. You know, that's an identified object. That doesn't look like any commercial military aircraft. Uh, he says, during the news conference, Tarakono indicated that the subject had been forgotten about when he suggested that he wanted Japan's own self-defense forces to come up with a plan of action for dealing with any future encounters with such objects. We would like to establish procedures in the event of an encounter that is made with a UFO, he said. It's video can be taken of a UFO counter, and if a report is possible, then a report will be made. Discussions be held with Air SDF about just what can be done. So in other words, there's like, oh yeah, the Pentagon's done something, well, wow, we got to follow suit, so there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did I uh, share that message? That I um, didn't share that story, did I? Oh, did you find the story? There's that what DARPA that, request, then? the DARPA request story. Oh um, yeah, no, well, what were you what were you putting that in? What channel? I'll just put it in general. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll click on general. Uh, many uh, people yeah. were left puzzled recently when DARPA made an urgent request for subterranean tunnels. When it comes to the development of experimental out there technologies, DARPA, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, is at the forefront with some of its more recent projects, including telepathic stealth drones, bionic arms, and even a way to slow down biological time. <laughs> Because I remember, I remember, I, I listened to a conspiracy show ages ago, and they said that, um, and they said that they, they, what they said was like, if you can imagine it now, the military's already done it. Oh yeah, well the breakaway civilization, which is at least uh, thirty years ahead of us in some areas, yeah. if yeah. not more. Mm. Um, I think that's what the, that's why the, the it seemed plausible that other creepy pastor because he's saying. Yeah, in thirty years' time, you'll get prosthetics which are have all the sensations you get from your normal limbs, mm. and it's because of these uh, pyramids in Antarctica we're getting the technology. Because isn't um, isn't Wi-Fi supposed to be a, an alien invention? Well, the one which my dad's convinced is an alien invention is the transistor, because he says uh, he remembers the transition from valve to transistor amps, and he just says. Transistors do not sound human, and he also reckons that the laser and the light emitting diodes just do not seem like human technologies. But mm. that's his opinion, and uh, I, d I don't know about that. Um, it does seem strange that nineteen six, the early nineteen sixties, we got the laser because it's a very futuristic thing. Uh, it's, not a pew -pew. it's not a pew pew laser, though, is it? No, no, but I mean, even then, you know, nineteen sixties, like, here's this beam of light which can cut through things. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Hey, here's the thing, right? So this DARPA thing, they're not really saying anything stuff um, because they said, "Well, it's, yeah, the request was on short, short notice. In fact, it required that the facilities within just ten days." Uh, what on earth was DARPA doing for it to have such a sudden need of such a thing? News managed to generate a great deal of speculation on social media. It turns out is that DARPA needed facilities for an urban round of its subterranean challenge. Team-based competition designed to promote the development of technologies capable of 
navigating previously unexplored underground spaces. Uh, this just sounds like a load of box. They're not going to tell you the truth of why they need us at such short notice. But the thing is, um, I mean, other people have talked about dumbs before, and they, they don't use standard tunneling technology. they got, like, these nuclear-powered tunnel borers, which are able to melt the stone in place. And apparently some of the... they got, like, tunnels which cross the oceans and very, very long tunnels which cross the continents. So rather than traveling it in the air where you can be shot down, you've got these uh, top government officials traveling underground on vacuum trains... The idea of you got a vacuum. Yeah, because they were talking about doing that in a city, weren't they? Because it's a, it's a similar process to the post thing, isn't it? Well, that's it. I wanted to talk with Adam about uh, the future of rail technology. He says, oh, monorails aren't rails. And I said, all right, I want to talk about the future of tracked vehicle technology. Uh, well, tanks also track vehicles. So, all right, I want to talk about things that go faster than trains but look like trains to annoy me. <laughs> so, and so. Um, I was talking about uh, maglev, and uh, one of the things, one of the uh, limitations in a maglev train is that it's still got to push air in order to go through. So you've got the friction of the air. So if you could have these trains in a tunnel and suck all the air out, well, one thing, you're not going to have anybody in the tunnels. So that's good from a, a military standpoint. Also, it'd be quite good because. Um, do immigrants ever sneak through the Channel Tunnel? I don't know. Um, but the other thing as well is uh, it, with with no air in place, there, it, there's no friction, so you can basically make the vehicle go as fast as you can as as you can push it. Really, is that infinite acceleration? I don't know how that works. Maybe there's this like practical point, like you can't push it any faster unless you have got a new or a more powerful. Oh, engine. it's the uh, it's the retard. It's the retard two minutes. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hey, it's not going on here. Oh, I think my the two minutes of hate are going on here. Yeah, yeah. I I can hear it a bit when you're talking, but yeah. No, it's it. Is it side at my side? I can't hear anything. Though. Yeah, it's absolutely silent, Maya. They they've they've oh, given well up done. with the well um. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad that's over. I think everyone here is a bit sick of it, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, uh, say what you want about it, but it's a load of fucking bollocks. This entire thing. There is there is a disease out, and it's nasty, and it will kill you. But yeah, I think I think it, I, I'm I'm not denying the it's some sort of um, what's it level flip. It's like a. Um, I think it's like yeah, a, it's, a flu. it's like a bird flu level flu. It's like a nastier than normal flu, but it's like a nothing. It's not. It's it's not as bad as P. As on a on a on a paranormal conspiracy show playing it down, unbelievable. Eh? But yeah, I know. I, I mean, does that are we are we selling the real conspiracy theory that it's not that it's nothing? Is that well, the, the real conspiracy no, I'd, theory? I'd say the actual conspiracy is is not the disease itself, but the reaction to the disease is completely over the top. And yeah, you know when the, there's people sort of saying, "Oh, but it's got gene sequences from HIV spliced in because these Chinese researchers were looking at the uh, HIV genes." Yeah, but it actually grows tendrils that tendrils that latch into your brain, and you're never quite free of it. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, and it, it reinfects you, and uh, it will make you start voting for Labour, even though you really dislike Diane Abbott and think she should go back to Africa to help them out. No, no, not Africa, sorry. I think Diane Abbott should go back to Zimbabwe and help out with their Ministry of Economics. Mm. Um, get get back thinking, to the wheelbarrow for, full of cash. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, it's it's wrong for us to to keep her here, and really, it's a brain drain from Africa. We we need to send our best and br brightest Africans back to Africa, so that they can build them up. And it's re really, a, I think, it's cultural oppression to keep these Africans here. I mean, if you think about it, they're not going to get enough sunshine here either. That's gonna that's gonna make them sickly. So they're saying how important it is to get some sunshine during this thing, so that you can. Um, Get your vitamin D levels up. My life says norovirus was fun. I've had uh, norovirus once in my life, and my god, that was eight hours of hell. Is that puke? Is that puke or the shits? Uh, you 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 uh, evacuate yourself from both ends, and you have to debate: is my head going to be in the sink or my ass? Because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to. <laughs> you... And you and you've got and you've got nine seconds to to decide. At one point, I mean, it was about four in the morning, and I was so fucking tired. I was just like, "All right, heads going in the toilet, asses on the floor," and I'll just have to deal what comes out. But fortunately, at that time, I was just squirting out water, so I was like, "Yeah, this is quite easy to deal with." Oh God! Weeperboo says, "Hobbit, you're the real African." I'm like, "What? What does he mean by this?" I don't know. Maybe it means because I care so deeply about Africa that I want to send our best and brightest Africans back there. Um, to be honest, I don't even want to send the best and the brightest ones because this this IQ nationalism thing's bullshit. I want to also send like the dumbest ones there and the middle ones there because yeah. a society is comprised. You need of all both kinds of people, don't you? Yeah, a society is not just formed of the brightest people. You need people which are dumb because they get things done. So yeah. Uh, what are the what are the sites do you want to have a look through? I just had a look through Freeman. I haven't found anything that interests me How about you, Hobbit. Well, uh, the one thing I did want to, I, I probably will be listening to it at some point. Is he's got my favorite Irish gobshite, and I say that because he is a gobshite called Thomas Sheridan on there, <laughs> and uh, Thomas Sheridan is he's done some interesting stuff. He likes to deal with the um, esoteric and occult. Um, but one of the things which he was saying was about how he reckons the Temple of Gigantia in Malta is far more ancient than 5,000 years old. And the reason he says that is... Oh, your uh, internet's taking a shit on me, Hobbit. Uh, yeah, my internet's taking shit on me as well. All right, okay. So did you... <laughs> no, I just... Oh, dear. So did you hear anything about aqueducts and things like that? No, no, no. Did you hear me saying Thomas it... Sheridan... Is... Uh, Thomas, Sher Thomas Sheridan's going to be on Freeman, and then that's about it. Oh, Thomas Sheridan, he's a gobshite. And uh, one one say a preface that is... Um, he does say some interesting things, which is why I follow him now and then. Um, but he is a fucking twat, like most Irish. Uh, I'm still I'm trying to think of one Irish bloke that... Uh, that I, I knew one Irish bloke, but he was from Northern Ireland, so that's probably why it was all right. But anyway... Um, Did you want to Thomas do... Thomas or uh, Sheridan? 
from coast to coast. Saturn's strange hexagon composed of sandwich layers. Oh, yes. Well, that's the nine, nine circles of hell, the nine hexagons of hell. Because Saturn is Satan, therefore, that the hexagon of, of, of that is hell. And that's why there's certain like religions which venerate the hexagon because, you know, that's where they came from. I'm looking at you, Buddhists. <laughs> An extensive system of layers has been observed emanating above Saturn's odd hexagon feature. The hexagon, enormous cloud structure, is situated at the giant planet's North Pole. And now the Planetary Science Group at the University of Basque Country has found... Hold on, I'm just going to show this to the audience. Uh, there we go. Uh, where are we? Where was I? Uh, at... Basque, Basque country has found the hexagon is composed of a multi-layered system of at least seven mists or hazes that extend to the top top of clouds at the altitude of more, more than 186 miles above them. Well, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Because you've got, out of that, you've got seven mists, which is like seven isn't, isn't a cult number, I can't remember why. And it's, it also says the clouds to an altitude of more than 186 miles above them, which is nearly 666, isn't it? 186. Well, 1 and 8 is 9. That's 62, nine isn't it? Well, it's, it's, you've got a 9 and a 6, so you've got a 663. Six, yeah. I'm sure zero, 0 could have done something with those numbers. Only he's abandoned us. I wonder what zero is doing right now. I don't know. It'd be having more fun if he yeah. was on here. Well, yeah, that's that's for sure. But yeah, yeah. Well, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. But it probably was a bit too much excitement for him. So uh, yeah, just to come to pastures new. Uh, do you want to do the one about the man who breaks into a museum and takes selfies with a T Rex skull? <laughs> <laughs> that's those. Yeah, that's those on. dang Aussies. This is coast to coast, Hobbit. If you want to, if you want to have a look, if you want to. Have a look at this story. Ah, coast to coast. A mischievous, a mischievous Australian man is in hot water with the authorities after he broke into a museum. And during the unauthorised visit, snapped some selfies with an enormous T-Rex skull. The bizarre incident reportedly occurred earlier this month at the Australian Museum in Sydney and was captured on film with, by security cameras at the site. The yet-to-be-identified intruder is believed to have entered the building, which is currently closed for renovation, by way of a window which he has accessed by climbing some nearby scaffolding. Was the guy later reported to be doing some bad optics, Fed posting... And he he wears uh, a maid outfit whilst being topless. And does he say mean things to fourteen year olds on the internet? He's not. You know what? The, that 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 person that you're mentioning there is literally the fucking Macbeth of podcasting. He, uh, I've he, had he, nothing he, but yeah. fucking hassle since I had him on my show. <laughs> yeah. If if I didn't if I didn't know just like that, there's. There's literally a game mafia which chases after him, yeah. and they like to shut down anybody which interviews it, that <laughs> that man who shall remain unnamed. Yeah, yeah, Macbeth, <laughs> the Australian, the Australian play. I think that's what we should call him from now on. It, it literally is a game mafia where they just like they want him to shut up and just shut, send nudes. Yeah, yeah. Uh... 
What else have we got? <laughs> <laughs> Why is something being said in chat, is it? Oh, Rob Calvert said that cat emoji bastard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the centuries-old pipe featuring rare depiction of Tasmanian tiger? Yeah, that's that could be interesting because that reminds me of a story I, I, I saw about pipes somewhere else. Go on then, Hobbit. Tell us your pipe story. All right, so uh, did you know that there's pyramids in China? The Chinese don't like people to know about it. Um, one of the things which I thought was interesting about this pyramid in China is it's near a lake, and there's plenty of iron pipes coming out of this uh, thing from all sorts of things. Like Some of them are a couple of millimeters across, some of them a couple of feet across, so they range from big and small. Uh, the iron is not uh, an alloy which is commonly known and when they there's it's not carbon dating but you can do this thing where you heat up metal and it gives off gases and um, based on the gas content you can more accurately than carbon dating saying ah well this was forged uh ah, cause you, to- you told us it was the other week i can't remember whether it was on here or the other show where you told us about what why carbon dating isn't that Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, uh, it's to do with whether it's been outside or not, isn't it? No, it's to do with the sun's uh, output. So yeah. uh, it, the the decay of carbon-14 happens randomly. Um, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a consistent decay effect. And the randomness is based on the output of the sun, so that when there's more cosmic radiation, it, it, it uh, decays faster. But anyway, this uh, it says, oh, the Chinese don't want people to know about the Toshearians, which I assume the Toshearians are the ones who had the red hair, the red-haired mummies. But this pyramid had um, pipes in it, and the pipes were uh, dated to be over 100,000 years old. I want to say 135,000 years old. Hopefully someone in the audience says, I know what pipes you're talking about, Hobbit. They're not. They're actually 61,000 years Rob old. Rob Calvert said atomic cool. absorption. What's that? Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, carbon-14 absorbs solar radiation, and based on how much radiation it absorbs, it decays slower or faster. Yeah, right. Um, so that's why it's not that predictable um, a, a dating thing. But anyway, these pyramids in China, they exist. They've got these iron pipes, and people suspect that water is something to do with the pyramids for how they produce power, because there was water in the Egyptian pyramids. Uh, Rob Calvert says spectro- spectroposcopy. There's a more specific term than just um, gas mass spectroposcopy. That's easy for you to say. I, I know. Have we been drinking, Hobbit? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did have. Um, it, I had a half a pint of cider with my meal, so yeah, yeah. I've been drinking. One, one sniff yeah. of the bar, bar mate's apron, you're fucking gone, aren't you, Amen? Oh, I tell you what, I'm. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm on cheap and easy, you yeah. take me to a bar, you're good. <laughs> Doesn't take much to get me going. So, yeah, you're talking about pyramids. Uh, yeah, no, I was talking about pipes. Oh, pipes. As Why in tobacco say- pipes. Oh, I thought you were talking about pipes and pyramids. Uh, I'm sure you were talking about about pipe uh, py- pyramids. We talked about pyramids earlier, didn't we? 
I know. And then you talked about pipe. Oh, that's it. You talked about pipes, and that's why we're on pyramids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you started talking about pyramids when I started talking about pipes because you didn't listen to me. Um, archaeologists are celebrating the discovery of a centuries-old clay pipe that features one of the oldest European depictions of the Tasmanian tiger ever seen. The remarkable object... Oh, Jesus. The remarkable object was reportedly first found a few years ago when an individual digging for antique bottles unearthed the piece at the bottom of a pit which once served as a dump in the 1830s. It was subsequently sold at auction for an undisclosed price to a collector of thylacine memorabilia which which was which who brought it to the attention of amazed researchers. Have you ever met have you met ever met a bottle collector? Uh no. They are absolutely amazing people. I used to, I used to work with a guy that used to collect um, toothpaste lids. Are these like eighteen hundreds toothpaste lids? So they're obviously really really nice. Yeah, basically, oh, okay. there's a whole like underground network of them, and then and then and then and then there'll be a buzz because there's the rumor of like a new bottle dump that's opening up. And then what they'll do is they'll basically like bribe someone to not tell anybody and stuff like that. It's like all really like really like hush hush stuff. It's absolutely brilliant. It's like a British espionage. <laughs> I used to collect bottle caps, but then when Fallout 3 came out and people were just getting very silly about it, I got rid of them because it's like, I don't want to be associated with these people. Bottle caps? What kind of bottle caps? Uh, from beer bottles. I Gosh. used to just have a collection of like various, like, um, like, oh yeah, these are the beers I've drunk. So how did Fallout 3 do that then? Well, uh, because in the original Fallout games in the late 90s, bottle caps were the unit of currency. And then Fallout 3 came out by Bedessa, and like Bedessa, they turn everything to shit. Yeah. So by the time Fallout 4 came out, it was absolutely fucking cancer. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, because uh, do, you, do you remember Bros? You're not old enough to remember Brossettes, are you? Fans of the pop group Bros. No. They used to put uh, Grolsch bottle tops on their shoes. Oh, I've I've heard. Do you remember the Grosh? You you ever had the Grosh with the pop top ones? Uh, Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, because I remember I remember went went on a skiing trip to Austria and they they did a beer called Land Beer Hell and that was that had the same bottle top on it. You know, with the like the the metal mechanism. I I like it that someone showed me this map because I've always known that fuckings in Austria. Uh, yeah. the, the, in, in in southern Germany, to the west of fucking is kissing, and, <laughs> and then there's um, just just slightly to the north and the east in Germany again. You've got marriage. No, no you got marriage. So you got marriage. You got kissing, fucking, then marriage. Nice. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's, it, Rob. It's not Rob Calvert. No, who is it? Someone about um, the Phoenicians. That's it. Yeah, it's Rob Calvert. He says, yeah. Phoenicians sailed to Australia, question mark. Well, the thing is, the Abos say that they've got history of the Egyptians coming to Australia, and they've, they've got written hieroglyphics of the uh, Egyptians 5,000 years ago. Oh, do you, do you remember all that stuff in the, in the 90s about if you put your put razor blades in a pyramid, in a perfect pyramid-shaped object, it will sharpen the blades and stuff. Do you remember that? all that stuff? Uh, that sounds a bit like organ energy, but no, I, I didn't know about that. 
Oh, it was huge. I mean, even Terry Wogan spoke about it on the Wogan show. It was like that big. It was like a really weird time in the 90s. And um, pyramids, because they have to be perfectly done pyramids or something. And if you put if you put blades in there, they'll sharpen themselves. So how is it that Terry Wogan was just talking about like using uh, pyramids to sharpen blades? Because it was when like they had a big Terry thing. Yeah, but then they had David Icon and were taking the piss out of him. Yeah, that was when he was really wacky, though. They said he was the son of God and did the yogic flying, weren't it? Oh, and, and he would always wear turquoise, so he'd have a turquoise shell shell yeah. suit. Yeah. There was a fashion choice, which I don't think will be repeated anytime soon. Uh, yeah, let's talk about ah, pyramid power. If you want to talk about pyramids, I'll, bet I'll show you the Wikipedia. Well, I'm, I mean, you've you've not uh, been to my Hobbit hole, but uh, Cappy's seen my uh, Orgon Energy uh, Crystal, which is in the shape of a pyramid. Right, so, um, um, pyramid power refers to the belief that the ancient Egyptian pyramids and objects of a similar shape confer a, vi a variety of benefits. Among these are assumed... Pro are these assumed properties are the ability to preserve foods, sharpen or maintain the sharpness of razor blades, improve health, health, function as a thought-form incubator, trigger sexual urges, and cause other effects. Such unverified theories regarding pyramids are collectively known as pyramidology. So, the Pyramid uh, Casino in, in Las Vegas, if you go into that where you start getting randy and... Uh, yeah, it was a good place for a shave. Yeah, take your take your razor blades in. There. Uh, do you, I don't know. Do you want to read about this? In the 1930s, a French ironmonger and pendulum dousing author, Antoine Bovis. Do you know him? No, I do know that pendulum dousing is a thing, though. I don't understand it myself. Uh, developed the idea that small models of pyramids can preserve food. <laughs> the story persists persists that Bovis, while standing inside the king's chamber of the Great Pyramid in Egypt, saw a garbage can inside the chamber <laughs> piled with dead animals that had wandered into the structure. Notice these small carcasses were not decaying and inferred that the structure somehow preserved them. However, Bovis ne never claimed to have visited Egypt. In his self-published French-language book, book with... Bovis and Boothhead. Bovis and Boothhead. Is that, what Rob <laughs> is that what Rob's put in the chat, is it? No, 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 Rob, Rob he's, he's making me laugh, and I just want to deny that. No, I don't put adverts up on Craigslist to charge up my energy crystals with other guys where <laughs> jerk off naked. And there's nothing gay about it. We're just doing it to charge up our crystals. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, Hobbit charges crystals. <laughs> Build your own organ. Organ energy was Wilhelm Reich, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I I saw a bloke, and he, he was making a, attractive uh, objects with organ stuff. So I was like, "Yeah, I'll have that pyramid." Oh, it's thirty pounds. I've got a twenty-five. All right, it's a deal. Spitfire is so, an amber ale, apparently. Yeah, 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 but. What about... I haven't seen Badger Golden Champion for a while. That's bothering me. Oh, Hobbit. When you, when, you come up, when you come up, mine, I'll take you over to Costco. You can get, you can get, the, get the 12 box. You get three You oh. get three Golden Champion, three Thirsty Ferret, three Tanglefoot, and I can't remember what the other three are. Yeah, because we're going to do that... What was it? Um, Hemi and Cappy go to Costco. Yeah. An expose. An expose. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's not bad for... Um, I think it's about fourteen quid. You get three three bottles of each. 
Alti are doing um, 18 cans of carling for 12 quid at the moment. Oof. I you know. Can, you can get 20 at Costco, you can get 20 bottles of cores for that. Oh, that's all right. What, are they 440 mil? 330s. Oh, okay. Well, the, the four, these are 440 mil cans in, in Aldi. Yeah, but I'd rather buy... I'd, yeah. I, I don't buy cans anymore, I just buy bottles. I find, I find that the taste transfers into the beer, doesn't it? It does. The the uh, cans have a plastic lining to stop the food contents acids eating the aluminium. Yeah, and I think that taste transfers into the beer because it's very oh, rare you'll have, a dec- you'll have a decent beer from a can. Yeah, well, they, they t- yeah, no, you, you don't. You, it needs to be glass bottles. Yeah. I, I reckon that the plastic and, and uh, cans, I, that's like a conspiracy to cause uh, a globalization because it's easy to transport beverages in, in plastics and cans. Whereas if you're doing it in glass, a significant proportion of the weight is the glass itself. So if everyone had glass bottles, it would encourage local distribution as opposed to like shipping plastic bottles halfway across the world, which seems a bit silly. Mm. So you found any more articles you want to talk about? Rob Calvert says, organ crystal stop 5G. Well, what frequency is 5G? Is it 2.4 gigahertz? Is it 5 gigahertz? Have you seen the video of the robotic dog um, patrolling the, the park in Singapore? No, I didn't click on it because it was going to make me depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Distant Fort says his local's a Badger Brewery pub. Oh, nice. Nice. Somerset, lad. Oh, sun- Sunken Church reappears. Where's this? Oh, Venezuela. Oh, I was going to say, didn't... Um, uh, uh, Jean-Paul Sartre. Um, that's not a composer. Eric Satie. Yeah, Eric Satie, he did um, an album, an album. He did a composition about a sunken cathedral. No, Claude Debussy. Not Eric, Eric Satie. Shit, that looks like a bit of wood. Uh, you seen this one? Um, I'll just stick it in general. Weird rock found on Mars. It appears we're doing a space episode of it. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, anything but mutilations. Like they give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, but I, just a, a brief uh, sort of side to that. Yeah, the, the guy got fed up with it because it's just like, why, why do these greys keep mutilating cows over and over again? Yeah, like, what, what? that looks oh, like um, of... it looks like wood, doesn't it? it? Looks like wood with the paint peeling off. Yeah, it really does look. Well, then again, have you heard the conspiracy theory that the Mars rover is actually in the Arizona desert? <laughs> and that they, like, um, they, they... I really need to. I really need to watch Capricorn One again. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. Um, I think that it's on YouTube. I think the last time I watched it, watched it was probably like the seventies or eighties. And there's another film. I think it's got the same bloke in it called Bug. Have you ever seen that one? Where like a crack appears in in the desert, and the guy's investigating these blub these bugs which can start fires. Oh, okay. I was thinking of the ant film from the seventies where they got these like really intelligent. Apparently, there's ants another ending and... for that, isn't there? What, I heard the someone talking film? about it the other day. Uh, phase four. 
I don't even remember what the Ant film was called. I think it's called I, Phase I just, 4. Well, someone sort of said, oh, if you like the Andromeda strain, there's this film about ants from the same era, which is quite a similar. Yeah, apparently there's it's another like, ending to it. Oh, okay. I wish I could remember what that film was called. It's called That's Phase right. 4, I'm sure it is. Oh, it says here that it's pictured in false colour image. Yeah, this is the problem. Why is it that NASA... I mean, people have done this time and time before and just said that NASA doctor the images uh, of Mars and they make it artificially red. And when they show it, it just... It looks like it's got a blue sky and it's got brown, brown regolith. So why don't they just show, like, the actual... Um, the, the actual colours it comes through? Mm. I uh, yeah I, I do f I think it. My life says you do one layer of plywood, one layer of steel, second layer of plywood. Build it so you can sit in it. Hey Presto, you have an organ generator chat. Um, I've seen. I I don't know if it's organ energy, but if it's something similar. It's called a cloud buster, where you get copper tubes and you situate the copper tubes in concrete and you have them spaced out. And you point the copper tubes at where you want the clouds to be busted, and it does that. Did you know um, um, Phase 4 is the only feature-length film directed by graphic designer and filmmaker Saul Bass? No, I did not know that. Filmed at Pinewood hmm. Studios. And the exterior locations were shot in Kenya, although the film is set hmm. in the Arizona desert. We should get somebody on to talk about organ energy, because we haven't done an episode about that. Yeah. Chat, what do you think? Who who would you if we were to do an episode about Orcon Energy, who would we get on? Unfortunately I lost contact with that bloke um uh who makes the Orcon Energy crystals. Oh, one layer of plywood, one layer of steel, second layer of plywood, build it so you can sit in it. Hey Presto, you have an organ generator, chat. Yeah, I I said that about two minutes ago. Oh, tangle foot out of cans is not all bad. Holston Bex just tastes wrong out of a can. What yeah, I, th I think I... I think lager suffers more than beer out of a can, doesn't it? Yeah, probably because lager's more of a delicate flavour, so they, it picks up the plastics more. Mm. Um, John Smith's out of a can's good. So, yeah... Um, Tactical Droid says Hobbit, so apparently I should be on when we're doing an episode about Orgon Energy. Are you going to do some research well, into it for once in your fucking life, are you, Hobbit? I, I could take a photograph of my Orgon Energy crystal. Yeah. I want Hemi Hobbit to do a live to Boys Will Be Boys by Nitsaka Mombasa on Kickstarter. What the hell does that even mean? I was going to say, do you know what that is? No idea. Yeah, so um, I, I don't... I, yeah, I'm going to do this fundraising for something called Ooh, Nick Cassacombe Colonising Colonising Mars may require humanity to tweak its DNA. Do you want to talk about this one? Well, I mean, that's what we were talking about previously with the terraforming stuff, because... You're going to need some way to deal with the gravity of the of the situation, John, and look, it could even be. Don't have a look through that article. Then we'll do that one. Uh, it's in general. Uh, yeah, there we go. Let's let's have a look at that then. Uh, we value your privacy. 
Yeah, I should set my VPN to a. Uh, do you think they'll? Do, do you think we'll get to a po- get to a point where they'll actually do like the? Uh, remember that film, Passengers? You seen that one? No. Or like, or like Moon or Oblivion or something like that. I've seen a uh, Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Do you think that would you know, like like generational self cloning ships? Do you think? I mean. It really sort of depends on because you know because you know there'll be a there'll be a point at which Monsanto will have copyright on a human, won't they? Because well, basically, Monsanto Monsanto are just allowed to do whatever the fuck they want, aren't they? What like nearly all large corporations? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, literally, I, I mean, literally, are they going to like create create a human like? fetus thing that they keep cloning and cloning and cloning but because they've created the fetus and and genetically modified it they're then the uh they're then well, the owners of be- it i've said this before in 14 words but i don't mind repeating myself is that uh it's illegal to do uh experiments on human clones so they just do it willy-nilly in china anyway yeah um but in countries where it is illegal to do experiments on human cl- uh clones uh, however, if that clone was to say be ninety nine percent human and one percent other, um, so usually another mammal like a cow or pig or ch- uh, or a sheep, well, that creature is no longer human. It's uh, it's a chimera product. It's a product. Yeah. Well, because that's what they've done. They've, all they've done is tweaked crops and then they own it which means then if their if their seeds end up in your field even though it's nothing even though you're surrounded by their customers they can do you for copyright yeah well i know it's absolutely ridiculous but the thing is with with these chimeras i mean that's a, the medieval term for this sort of abomination it's it's not a new thing that's tv this, series this, called that in the 90s wasn't there chimera based on a book I, I, Oh, okay. But with these chimeras, you've got 99% human, 1% other, therefore it's not legally a human, and, uh, yeah. oh, Tactical Droid says it's a mutant. Well, I'm, I'm calling these chimeras because it's, you know, a, a, mut- a mutant human is still 100% human, it's just mutated. The, these are chimeras. So it's got 1% other, it's not legally human. Does this sound therefore- like anyone you know? Uh, so the plot of Chimera is... The story focuses upon Chad, a young half-boy, half-chimp, developed by scientists as part of a top-secret government operation. However, Chad becomes aggressive, strong and uncontrollable, with the ability to communicate on a human level. Escaping from the lab, brutally killing several nurses and scientists in the process, the hunt is on to find and capture Chad before the public encounters this strange and dangerous creation. During Chad's escape, he wrestles with his natural child tendencies after befriending some local children and trying to control his wild inner instincts. With with, with the nurses, uh, did he offer to spunk in a cup for them? (laughs) (laughs) And when they rejected his romantic advances, he killed them. Well, it says during Chad's escape, he wrestles with his natural child tendencies. Didn't he just like wrestle with his pee-pee into a cup? Tactical Droid says we're getting a ship of Odysseus, which I know is a trigger's brush paradox of what is a chimera and what is a mutant. No, mutant is 100% human or 100%. Is, is, doesn't, a, doesn't a mutant kind of imply natural? Uh, yeah, but yeah, because the thing is, like, if the, the malformed children from cosanguous relationships, which we see a lot of in our country now because we've got cousin brothers, 
those are mutants. And as fucked up as they are, they are 100% homo sapiens, unfortunately. A chimera, you're not going to get a naturally occurring 99% human, 1% cockroach. Uh, these, you can legally clone, you can do whatever you like with them because they got no legal rights. It's just your genetic experiment. I mean, I'm sure if these things were to reach the light of day, people would condemn it. Oh, did you know this, Hobbit? When I'm talking about that that, uh, Mars thing, it says, genetic enhancement may not be restricted to the page of sci-fi novels for much longer. For example, scientists have already already inserted genes from tardigrades, tiny, tiny, adorable, and famously tough animals that can survive in the vacuum of space into human cells in the laboratory. Well, didn't Israel dump a load of them on the moon, tardigrades? Yeah, they they did, and uh, because there's like, oh look, it's once again, it's uh, Israelis making sure that, that these unwanted refugees are going to a place where they they shouldn't belong. Yeah. Um, oh, Weber Boost says chimeras occur naturally in Angola. I'm not sure a woman having unnatural relations with a chimp could be considered natural. <laughs> well, a chimera is actually from uh, what's it from? The Bible, isn't it? Le- isn't it some? Isn't it legend? Uh, well, the chimeras are mentioned in the Bible. It, it's you sure it's the Bible? The, well, the, you know, in the flood, when there was talk about um, no, it's Greek Greek mythology. It was a monstrous, fire-breathing hybrid creature of Lycia in Asia Minor, composed of the parts of more than one animal. It's usually depicted as a lion with the head of a goat protruding from its back and a tail that might end with a snake's head. It was one of the offspring of Typhon, Typhon and Echnida, and a sibling of such monsters as Cerberus and the Lernian Hydra. Oh, fair enough. Well, the the the, the flood story is also about, like, um, there was a bunch of uh, genetic aberrations from humans and uh, giants, crossbreeding with one another no, sorry nephilim crossbreeding with humans and you get giants and then uh, the flood was to, to wipe them all out so i assumed chimeras were kind of the same sort of genetic experiments uh, they're just like they are unnatural um uh, and hate speech says chimera was a 1980s tv series on the bbc do you think do you think some of the bible stuff could explain um all, all this like gene splicing and things, stuff like that. Could you could you think that could explain some of the stuff in the Bible? What was actually going on? Like people with gene splicing, fucking around with DNA, and then it led to a massive catastrophe or something. Well, yeah, I mean th- that's the thing. It's just the, the they do talk about fallen angels breeding with uh, human females, and you get giants as a result of it. Yeah, because I do, I do think of I do think of the um the what's it the. The God is an astronaut theory. I, I kind of sway between that and God is God. <laughs> so, I do kind of like sometimes is, think is, that would the God is an God astronaut is an theory astronaut. explain it? What is God is an astronaut? What's that? What what mean? What do you what does it? Well, mean, we're just God an alien seed. We're an alien seed planet. Some dude come along, you know, seeded us and then fucked off. That kind of thing. Oh, like in Prometheus. Yeah, that kind of thing, but not as gay. Yeah. All right, so then, like, what 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 created that that creature? Eventually, you get back to well, it has to come from one source, and that's God. So it yeah. might as well just be God. And where yeah. where life came on this planet could be directly from God, or it could have been through one of God's uh, uh, 
uh, other cre- creatures. Um, don't know. It, either way, it just it, it goes back to God. So um, yeah, but the source. Yeah, it goes back to the source from which all things come from. Um, there, there were the, the it. I mean, there's plenty of evidence for giants. I mean, if you ever been to St. Michael's Mount in Cornwall? No, apparently there's a few, uh, a few of the uh, what's it? The few of the um, what are they called? The burial ground, the burial mount mounds. What are they called? There's a there's a giant skeleton tumnus? buried in. Is it a tumnus? Is that what I'm thinking of? I don't know, but in St. Michael's Mount, there is a giant skeleton. It was exhumed in the 1950s. I'm oh. sorry, I don't remember the exact date. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's a giant. And then they got buried spirited it. away, did it? No, it, they, they buried it again, so apparently it's still there in St. Michael's Mount. Um, be interesting to like use some ground-penetrating x-ray to have a look at it. Uh, but at the same time, if it was uncovered in the 1950s, I should be able to find more information. Yeah, about I mean, it. you'd I mean, have thought like, there'd be pictures and stuff, wouldn't you? Well, that's the thing. I remember seeing this thing about the the giants. So, what is? I imagine if I type in "giant Saint Michael's Mount," rational wiki will say, "Oh, it's conspiracy theory. It's a hoax." Or Snopes will say, "False." Therefore, ah, if Snopes says it's false, I know it's true. So, Colin Snopes says Saint Michael's Mount giant real. Why hates Peter on about it? Had a plug in its head like Matrix. Controlled the plane with its thoughts. All film like Day of the Triffids. Crossed with Dog Soldiers. Dog Soldiers is a great film. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's talking about Chimera, the 1980s TV series, BBC. Ah, right, okay. It, well, it was ITV, I think. Oh, okay. Well, he says BBC. Yeah, so let me just check. So, giant... Oh, I, I put Gates. It's... Giant... giant it was made for Anglia. It was made by Anglia Television for ITV in 1991. It's based on the 1982 novel of the same name about genetic engineering by Stephen Gallagher. Saint Michael's Mount has got Jack the Giant killer. Oh, if you do want to find it now, it was later re-edited for release in the United States and retitled Monkey Boy. Monkey Boy. Monkey Boy. Oh, do you Monkey remember? Boy. Do you remember Monkey? Ah, that was a good show. That was a proper show, that was. Was Trippy Tiger a bird or a geezer? Could never work it out, really. Yeah. You look very effeminate. You look very, very effeminate. Well, I'd I'd say it's a bird because I give her one. That's based on Um, actual Japanese myth? Chinese Chinese myth? Japanese Japanese myth? Isn't the story in in, uh, Monkey where he's, he's going from China to India to pick up the Buddhic... Buddhist text, so he can go back to China with them. Uh, and then they take back, they take the forms of like various creatures because reasons. It was your favourite character, and it was it Pigsy, horse, horse, horse. Yeah, the the one with the long face. Why the long face? Well, I am a horse, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Based on the 16th oh. century Chinese novel Journey to the West by Wu Chengen. Mm, Chinese. Okay. Filmed in northwest China and Inner Mongolia. Was produced by Nippon TV. In association oh, with NHK. Oh, Japanese. So it's Japanese filmed yeah. in China. That seems quite Amazing. odd because don't they hate each other? Yeah, they do. So that the Chinese would let them film there seems really quite yeah. fascinating. Well, I'm, I'm looking here. I'm reading about Jack the Giant Killer. 
which is on the website called hauntedbritain.com, St. Michael's Mount. Yeah. Uh, uh, he says, um, legend maintains that King Arthur once battled a ferocious giant on its rockstone shoreline. It is, however, the Mount's association with another mythical uh, figure has transcended the centuries to be recounted time and again in storybooks the world over. Tales of Jack the Giant Killer have swelled around the eerily beautiful Cornish coastline for nigh on 600 years. It wasn't until the 18th century that the heroic exploits of the local farmer's son found the way to the national consciousness and thereafter onto a worldwide stage. In this one, in how about mm-hmm. this one then? Um, um, eventually, Monkey, Monkey is released by the monk Tripitaka, who has been tasked by the body, body, body savar. Uh, to undertake a pilgrimage from China to India. So they're going from China to India. um, Wasn't that Whoopi Goldberg in Star Trek, Guinan? Yeah. Mm. Well, it's Guan Yin. Guan Yin. Ah, you go to India. You'll get me Buddhist texts. Then we bring them back. Oh, Sandy was a water monster, an ex-cannibal, expelled from heaven after his interference caused heaven's Jade's Emperor's precious Jade Cup to be broken. And Pigsy, who's a pig monster consumed with lust and gluttony, who was expelled from heaven after harassing the star princess Vega, the Jade Emperor's mistress, for a kiss. Hate speech tells me giants are simply biologically impossible. Bones cannot support the weight. They simply don't scale up. That's why elephants and giraffes don't exist. Or Andre the Giant. Yeah. So, but I, here we go. I'll or read dinosaurs. A bit more about, or dinosaurs. Well, gino, dinosaurs are a hoax, according to the chat. So, there are, no, there are, read, dinosaurs are a hoax uh, by the devil. Well, I, I'd say that di- dinosaurs are a hoax to cover up the fact that dragons are real. Um, oh, so why is dragon, apparently dragon, dragon Ball's based on something. I never got enough into Dragon Ball to read I, I mean... <laughs> The thing is, I remember one episode was literally just a quest to go and get a cup of tea because, like, Vegeta runs out of PG tips or something. And it's like, I really need my afternoon tea. And it just got really dramatic. And it's like, you're literally sending your kids out to go and get some tea bags. So, Giants are simply biologically impossible. Bones cannot support the weight. They simply don't scale up. Hemi, I I said that just a minute ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't you see I'm a bit That's struck? I don't know what it is. I'm not. I'm not feeling it tonight, Hobbit. <laughs> well, you, you you are you are tired, but you're yeah. not emotional. Yeah, I'm not tired. It. I'm not Geralt tired. You're you're tired, but not emotional. Tired, but not emotional. So, I'm going to read you a bit more about Jack the Giant Killer. In his earliest incarnation, Jack was a popular folk hero who came to Saint so, Michael's so Mount. So is so is Jack um Jack and the Beanstalk? Is that based on Anglo? Then is it? Well, it's it's based in Cornish, my lover. Uh, so Jack the, was a popular folk here. He came to St. Michael's Mount to rid the mainland from the scourge of a wild and unruly giant named Camoran, the hideous creature whose fierce and savage aspect was the terror of the district, was 18 feet tall and three yards round. Each night, he would leave his gloomy lair, gloomy lair upon the rock and wade across the bay to plunder the cattle of his mainland neighbours. But one evening, Jack swam up to the sea to the mount and dug a deep pit, which he covered with bracken, sticks and earth. The trap set, 
He waited for dawn to break, and then blew loudly on his horn to rouse the sleeping Colossus, who raced angrily towards him, thundering as he came. You saucy villain, you shall pay dearly for breaking my rest. I shall broil you for my breakfast. Moments later, the ground gave way, and the astonished Camoran tumbled headlong into the pit, where Jack Camoran, finished him. Camoran, it sounds Welsh, or is, that Corn- or is that Cornish? Cornish, Welsh, same difference, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> So, where Jack finished him by sinking a pickaxe into his skull. Nice. When the Justice of Cornwall heard of the giant's defeat... Based and based based Lenin pilled. Which which one killed yeah. which one with the ice pick? Was it uh, uh, I, I don't remember. Trotsky killed um, Lenin with an ice pick, did he? Oh, uh, ask Chats. Yeah, Chats. Um, who killed who with an ice pick? Not yet, hey, tactical joys says that um, the uh, would, giants would be lumbering and dumb because of low brain oxygenation. I mean, d- d- elephants seem to be doing all right. I mean, they they, they seem to be quite. Br- oh, Stalin killed Trotsky. There we go. Stalin killed Trotsky. So, with a nice pick. Based on Stalin the just- build. <laughs> so the just- Based on Stalin build then. <laughs> So the justices of Cornwall heard of the giant's defeat. They sent for the brave land and declared from that day forth he'd be known as Jack the Giant Killer. They also presented him with a sword and a belt on which Did Jack was inscribed... Did Jack have his bix before that? Well, we shall find out. And a belt which, which was inscribed in gold lettering. This is the valiant Cornish man who, slid the, who slew the giant Comoran. Thereafter, Jack's adventures took him far and wide. En route for Wales, he killed two more giants who wished to avenge Camoran's death. Later, Trots- he became a Trotsky had, Trotsky had it come in according to my speech. <laughs> yeah, well, he did. No, no, no lies detected. Later, he became a devoted servant to King Arthur's son, and while seeking food for his hungry master, tricked another giant into giving him four magical possessions: a sword that could cut through anything. A coat that rendered him invisible. Why didn't they give him that before he fought the the giant? Oh, well, you see, this is it. This is a a sword (laughs) that he got from the giant. Oh, we've got got this giant. We've got this giant. However, will we kill it? I don't know. I'll build a pit. Oh, look what I've just found. I'm rummaging about. (laughs) Well, to be fair, I mean, he he was able to defeat uh, the giant with using a conventional pickaxe, but a sword that cuts for anything will probably come in handy. So, in addition to. put it in a scabbard. uh, That's a good question. How do you put it? You you need a scabbard that can't be cut by the sword. You wouldn't want it to go too near the old belt, would you? Otherwise, your trousers would be on the floor, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah. So I don't, addition, I don't think he's thought this through. I think he needs to put that sword away and stop using it before something happens. So in addition to this, he also got a toaster and a cuddly toy and a cap that made him all-knowing and a pair of shoes that enabled him to outrun anyone or anything. Suitably again, armed. should have given him yeah. this stuff before he's fought the giant. Well, again, you see, you see he... Let me repeat the, this bit here. He became a devoted servant to King Arthur's son, and while seeking food for his hungry master, tricked another giant into giving him four magical possessions. So the giant had all these things, and he just sort of tricked him and said, hey, you oh. know those things you got? Yeah, give them to me. All right. I'll bet, bet you a father I can't make you turn your hand over. <laughs> <laughs> do, you remember that, do you remember that with Fred Falls <laughs> Yeah, that, that, 
that's a pretty good one, though. I bet you, I bet you, all the all the magical possessions you got, I can, I can make you turn your hands over. That's it. Um, do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm, so, not, I'm not gonna. Men- I'm not gonna answer that one. So people have to go and watch Only Fools and Horses and find out for themselves. I mean, is is a thing, right? So they're saying suitably armed, he was able to lift the spell that an evil magician had cast over a beautiful princess, no names given, whom the prince wished to marry. He was rewarded by being made a knight of the Round Table. So Jack was the giant killer. Uh, in which capacity Arthur set him the task of ridding Wales of the many giants that were terrorizing the country. So begun Jack's most famous encounter as he was there, some, was there a nest of them somewhere? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, this this is the thing. I mean, the giants built Stonehenge, right? So it's just like, yeah, well, we got enough stone circles, mate. So now in time, I'm going to stay you. Yeah. That's it. So began Jack's most famous encounter as he pitted his wings against the ferocious two headed giant. Called Funday, who had sworn vengeance. That is a Welsh name, that Funday. Boyo. Um, who had sworn vengeance for the slaughter of his Eight kinsmen. giants, eight dragons, eight willow wisps. Simple as. <laughs> 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 oh, do you remember Willow the Wisp? By, narrated by, um, what's his name? Kenneth Williams. Do you remember that? Have the baddie was an evil television. Do you remember that? Oh, no, I do not remember do that. Do I remember Willow the Wisp? I mean, I've heard of Willow the Wisps. They're like a forest spirit, aren't they? No, there used to be a kids' program called Willow the Wisp. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, I'll have to, I'll... oh, Tactical Droid says Attack on Titan was British all along. Well, like many good Japanese cartoons, it's all based on British folklore. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, here we go. Apart, so from he, Ulysses, he... apart from Ulysses 31, that's based on the... Uh, is it Ulysses. the Odyssey or the Iliad? Uh, Ulysses is from the Iliad. Um, no, no, it's the Odyssey, isn't it? Because it's yeah, no, it is the Iliad. No, you are right. It is the Iliad because it's Ulysses. Yeah, because in the Odyssey, in the Odyssey, there's there's uh, no curse that turns all the uh, the men to sleep. Oh yeah, no, because um, no, because the Odyssey it just takes him fucking ages to get back home again, doesn't it? After the Trojan War. Hmm. Oh, apparently it we're, is but we're bang on it. We're banging it with the facts tonight, aren't we, Hobbit? Yeah, we're, we're good at this. <laughs> so, ah, I, I'm getting to the good bit of the story of Jack the Giant Killer, and we're almost to the end as well, so bear with me, right? So the Odyssey says, Tactical um, Droid used to watch Ulysses 31. All right, fair enough. Thanks to the coat of invisibility, his savage adversary was unable to see Jack he could, however, smell his hidden prey, and thus it was from Fundai's lips came what is undoubtedly the most famous utterance of this whole saga. Fee, fi, fo, fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Let him be alive or let him be dead or grind his bones to make my bread. Hang on. He's well. Fee, fi, fo, fum. I smell the blood of a Sassanac. Let him be alive or let him be dead. I grind his bones to make my bread. ba ba ding <laughs> I'm fucking taking the pub, man. <laughs> <laughs> Unperturbed, Jack lured the giant onto a booby-trapped jawbridge. Hobbit, I, Hobbit from... I can't believe you. He said he's going to grind his bones for bread. I thought you were going to tell us that that grinding grinding somebody's bones for bread isn't really a good idea, or you're going to tell us it is a good idea. I mean, are you going to make flour from bones? It doesn't. 
Does anybody know? I mean, has just Townsend from 18th century cooking gone, here's how to make flour from bones, or here's bone bread? Casey Oldie good cooking. (laughs) Just Townsend is is ye olde good cooking. He actually cooks properly, and he does it in an 18th century uh, colonial kitchen. Yoldy cook it. Yoldy, yeah. Yoldy Lee is Lee is cool. Lee is cool when the the giant killer. Lee, yeah, Lee, it. try this bread I've made from the ground up bones of an Englishman. So Amputer Jack lured the giant to a booby trap drawbridge through which Fundy crashed into a deep moat, where the noble knight promptly beheaded him. Oh, was that sword? Oh yeah, I, I saw this somewhere else today as well. Himmler thought that Germans were the descendants descended from giants. Well, I mean, the Dutch certainly are because, I mean, they're regularly six foot five. Well, just another reason, you know, we we got good form against giants, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, that's it. We we've got a long and proud history of of slaying giants. Yeah, there were giants in Malta as well. There were giants all over the place. Can we just do an episode about giants? Yeah, we can do if you actually do some research this time. Oh, don't make me do research. You know that ruins the magic of the thing. <laughs> Hate speech says not giants, Aryans. Well, we all know what Aryans is another word for, don't we? Well, it's Persians, isn't it? Indians, isn't it? I thought. Oh, okay. Well, is I, I mean, um, well, Persia, uh, which is now called Iran, yeah. Iran is because they, they call themselves Aryans. Why do they have those slippers with the curly toes on them? Um, yeah, good question. Ah, oh, someone's telling me what a winkle picker is the other day, because I, well, I never I heard of winkle picker shoes. Oh, yeah. it was you, wasn't I t- it? Yeah, yeah. I was, well, I was in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good conversation, that. Yeah. I, I learned about winkle picker winkle shoes. Pickers. And I learned about winkle pickers because of something Oh, God, it was Mothman. It was the Mothman episode, winkle pickers, because yeah, the Mothman it. had winkle pickers on, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what on earth is a winkle picker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Ah, fun time. Uh, Don't don't forget to go into the back catalogue, kids. Here we go. Tactical droid with his, like, uh, uh, Romanian dragons are better than British dragons, as I called ballers, and they have more than one head and bleed gold. Throw the jewel down the well. (laughs) <laughs> so my people can be free yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing is people say oh you shouldn't laugh for that story because he's making fun of you it's like yeah yeah but the song's still true yeah i mean just because he sung it doesn't mean it's lies yeah and the, the best the best lie always is a bit of truth from the heart no from yeah. atlantis i don't know what's going on in chat Oh, the chat seemed to disagree with our, our stance on, on giants. Kick V. So giant- <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Sargon's, Sargon's monkey butlers in chat. <laughs> oh, God. So, Sargon's Renfield. Yeah. Let's be culturally appropriate here. Monkey butler. Oh. What's that from? Is that from The Simpsons, is it? The monkey butler. I don't know where Monkey Butler comes from, but I just imagine V is to be a sort of Renfield type character. Yeah. 
uh, I remember there was this episode of Tales from the Trough where they were talking about Bree saying, uh, yes, it wasn't my annoying voice which made my mother commit suicide. The reasons for that remain unclear. And I thought, what, did his mum actually commit suicide? I imagine that's why they were basing it on the thing. That's probably a bit annoying. Uh, well, it, it is, but it was, it was, I was like, you know, I... Uh, are we going to squeeze I another can... five minutes out of this, or are we just going to kill this thing dead now before... <laughs> before what? Oh, giants? Oh, you hey, got to finish your giant story, and then we're done. I'm, I'm still in the swing of things here. I mean, the chat oh, yeah. telling me that giants had golden hair, six-foot Europeans with blonde hair. I mean, Jesus had uh, a golden hair as well. He had a golden yeah. beard as well. Isn't Monkey um, Butler from that one cartoon movie, movie with clay pirates? Is that something to do with science, isn't it? Science and pirates or something? It's a Morrison, it's a Wallace and Gromit people thing, isn't it? Oh, that that's that's a modern thing, so I haven't seen it. No, nor have I. But I know it's something to do with pl- carrot pi- pirates and science. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, apparently, yeah. Um, well, apparently, pirate ships were very, very uh, democratic places, weren't they? You know, it's not like you think ha- where, the, where the like the the um. The the captain was always on a bit of a knife edge. I mean, he was only he was only as good as his last haul of ter- treasure, basically. And they had lesbian whamans on there too, who were able to really look after their hair well. Yeah, um, because you know, shampoo and conditioners are things you plunder on the ship. But there was a, there was a few female pirates, weren't there? It was Anne, Anne Bonnie was one of them, wasn't she? Yeah, there were there was a few. It doesn't yeah. mean there was like fifty percent of all. Of oh no, there was like there was like literally about two or three, weren't there? And to be fair, I'm I'm thinking to myself. And Anne Bonnie's like, the only one I remember. Yeah, it's just let, let, let's face it. She was the ship's whore. <laughs> Probably slept away to the top, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I like the Judge Dredd film because at least in that one with Mama, they explained that she was a whore who got a face cut. Yeah. So she killed a pimp and then through ruthlessness rose to the top. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's a believable story about a woman. I can yeah. actually believe that story. Yeah. So yeah. Except for Thank the whole you working much. her way to the top bit. Well, yeah, because I'm thinking why why wouldn't a man just like, you know, kill or rape her or something? Yeah. Because the men she was working with weren't particularly nice. It was believable enough. The only bit I disliked in that film was the minigun scene. I'm shoplifting at Asda. See you later, guys. <laughs> I love our chat, don't you? Our, our chat's the best chat. Fuck me. The Mongols slash Asians refers to as giants with golden hair, i.e. Europeans six foot with golden hair, i.e. Aryans. Yeah. There you go. I mean, we, we, we were giants. We are giants in terms of what we have done to this world. Oh, we like, stand. I just accidentally deleted his speech message. I don't know why. Whoops. Never he mind. said, "Not actual fucking giants, lol." <laughs> ah, well, there you go. Mm. So, thank you very much for joining us on yet another exciting episode of unexplained. No, uh, fourteen words. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Is that, we, is that what you're going to start? You're going to start calling it unexplained mysteries instead, now, are you? But now, now you've got your head I, around the fact that we're not 14, 14 times. You're going to call it something else entirely. <laughs> no, we are unex, we are unexplained words, and we hope we have left you with more questions than answers. Rob Calvert says, and, "Mongol birds soar under our kilts, ergo giants." 
Rob Calvert, you should know. You should know Rob Calvert. You should know better because a big PP is bestial. Oh, that is true. The Greeks knew this. Yeah. That's why all civilized men have got small PPs. Yes. Yeah. Right, so that's us done. Yeah. For another week.